podcasting from Baldwin, New York. Welcome to the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast, bringing you everything Baldwin Athletics, including news, game breakdowns, analysis, interviews, and much, much more. Prepare for the laughs, hot takes, hard questions, and everything in between. Now, here are your hosts, ready to dive into everything Bruins sports, Yao Bonsu and Tyler Brown. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the 32nd episode of the Bolden Bruin Sports Podcast. Alongside Tyler Brown, my name is Yao Bonsu, and we roll on with our spring athlete interviews. This week, Tyler interviews Gabriel Roche, Ronnie Marchese Solano, Trevor Watts, and Timothy Williams, all from Boys Varsity Lacrosse. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Bolden Bruins. Today we have a little lacrosse-type interview, also a little senior interview. We have Gabe DeRoche, Trevor Watts, Ronnie Marquez Stellano, and Timothy Williams. How you guys doing today? Good. How you guys doing? Well, you know, it's been ever since. I don't even remember when that was, a couple of weeks ago. But I hope you guys have been living well since then. Sir. Yeah, right. challenge. What have you guys been doing during this quarantine? For me, it's like the same thing every day, you know? I get up, I do my exercise, and then that's it. Uh, I've been playing 2K <laughs> and going outside, taking pictures with people, just, you know, perfecting the craft. Uh, I've been out, um, hitting the wall, of course, constantly, almost every day, um, and video games by night, you know, the rods. <laughs> well, uh, I'm like them. I, I chose to do my homework still for the fourth quarter. How's that going for you, There's always that one guy. Yeah, honestly. Final project for you today. Um, have any, I, I, like, Gabe, Ronnie, Tim, have you guys been doing any work for the fourth quarter? Be honest. Be honest. Uh, <laughs> when it first started, I did, but yeah. um, I would say, I don't know. You know, I just go on Google Classroom. I just look at it and just slide by. And, you know, he looks at it on the It's like I look at it and just turn it away, bro. <laughs> missing assignments, and then I just go, I just leave it. Just walk away. Uh, <laughs> all right, so, Tim, you've been taking a lot of pictures out with a lot of people. Um, actually, earlier when quarantine kind of started and people were making decisions, you took pictures for Yao as well. Yeah, I was here. So how is that? How is that little career and that little that little business that you're trying to build up going for you right now? Uh, it's going pretty good, man. I'm not gonna lie, it's going pretty good. You know, every like all the customers I've taken pictures of, like, are really supportive. You know, I just love the support, and it's only gonna get me stronger and better. So, right. so how's everybody's family been since this quarantine started? You know, some people unemployed, different things, different scenarios. How's everybody living? I mean, my whole family is healthy right now, so, you know, I can't really complain. Yeah. We're doing well. I'm just taking it day by day. Yeah, everybody's good on my end. Um, Mom's still working here and there. Trevor? Trevor? Oh, me? Trevor, is your family right? Same here. Everyone's good? No. We're healthy? Alright, so have you guys made your college decisions yet? I just want a yes or no answer. Honestly. 
Yes. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> no, I'm between two. I'm between two. But even the game, Ronnie. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I know. No, it's it's coming though. It's coming. All right. Gabe, Trevor, Tim, you said yes? Yes, sir. All right. <laughs> Gabe, we all know that you're going to college for a fact. You will be attending Mercy College, and you'll be playing lacrosse there. In my yes, opinion, sir. when I saw you make that decision back in November, I thought that it was too early. But I don't know as much as you do and what the coaches know because I am not an athlete. And maybe this decision was just right for you, and it was that perfect timing. Can you talk about the decision that you made back in November? Yeah, man. Um, so with college lacrosse, um, the coaches like tend to, they like to get their rosters filled up for their next year players like as soon as possible. So they during the summer they like to go recruiting for the um new incoming freshmen, like all the seniors graduating high school, and they just like to get people on their rosters quick, and they like to get the best competition out there so all right well Gabe talked a little bit about his mercy decision and I have another question backed up to that one but we're gonna get to that right after I ask this one so what school are the rest of you guys going to I'm attending Clark Atlanta University oh Atlanta yeah oh, sir that's a great one Deep. I know it is coming but Atlanta's a great place, though. I want to go to Atlanta, personally. I want to take a little bit. But, um, Trevor, where are you going? Uh, I'm, going uh, I'm attending McCauley Honors Program at uh, CCNY. Okay. Okay, Honors Program. Yeah, sir. <laughs> All right, Ronnie. Sure. You up between two. Yeah, I so, can give you my two. I can give you my two. Uh, let, me, let me know uh, the two. Uh, the two are SUNY Albany and SUNY Corley. Those are the two. Okay, okay. You know, it, it's a big decision, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, that's your, that's your future. That could be an X4, you know. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Big choice. You know, I can't believe you for taking someone. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so since you guys talked about where you're on this program, Trevor, Tim, you're going all the way to Atlanta, Gabe, Mercy. Ronnie's still going to stay in the state. We're not sure where. Upstate, upstate. <laughs> what did you guys take into account when making that college decision? Like, what about that school pulled you closer to that school? Um, well, for me, it was just like the environment, like I had like a connection with the people when I went there and like took a tour and like everything like seems right for me. So that was my decision. Um, for me personally, uh, I liked all the guys that I met. I love the coaches. The coaches were great. Um, the campus, it's like, it's not too far away from home, but you know, I don't have to travel back and forth um, and go back home or whatnot. So I felt like it was a pretty good distance for me, and it just it just felt right for me. Uh, for me, it has to be all the opportunities uh, with the honors program. You get your own like personal advisor, so like they help you even afterward with like jobs and stuff like that. Filling out that resume, kind of like the business teachers at the high school, and uh, they have a study abroad program and uh, internship program, so yeah. All right, Ronnie, this can kind of be altered for you since you haven't made your final decision yeah. yet. What, um, do you, well, what will be the deciding factor for where you go? Yeah, so for me, um, I decided to, you know, narrow it down to those two schools because, you know, they're not too far, about like four or five hours. Um, I talked to, I have a lot of friends that go to those two, and I've never had, 
they've never given like a bad report or anything. They all have good experiences. And, you know, I know those are really great schools, you know, and uh, I think I could excel in business over there. So what do you think is going to be the thing that really it's like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to Albany or I'm definitely like, what is, what is going to be that deciding factor? For me, it's probably going to be the major because Cortland has sports management and not regular business and Albany has regular business, not sports management. So oh. I think that's going to be like the deciding factor. And, you know, there are two different fields, too. You know, one's country and one's more like a city feel. <laughs> All right. Well, nobody's rushing you. You know, take your time. Just don't. Nah, don't it's coming, don't, though. I got to get there. <laughs> right, all all right, don't get hit by any deadlines. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I know the college talk is very serious and it's a big thing in social media, um, especially, like, in the last couple of weeks. Everybody's been posting where they're coming to what school they're going to for what majors, um, athletics, all that type of stuff. But I kind of want to stay away from that because there are a lot of people, like such as Ronnie, you know, he's just an example, that still haven't made their final decision yet. So yeah. I want to take a moment where you guys postponed for the cross. Not the moment where you found it was officially canceled because it was kind of it was kind of hinted at once it got postponed that it was going to be fully canceled almost because basketball season. So I want to talk about that moment when you found out it was postponed. So for me, you know, it was it was hard, you know, because deep down I knew, you know, this was going to be a big thing. Uh, coach gathered us all together, and uh, we were taking a knee, and he talked to us, and he was like, uh, you know, the season's going to be postponed to a later date. I believe it was sometime in, like, March, later March. And, uh, you know, it was hard, you know. We, we were shedding tears because these are our brothers, you know, and we were ready to have a great season. Um. Personally, uh, I was a little late to hear the news um, from Coach, but it's like I still saw that um, the school's Twitter posted um, that the seasons are going to be postponed for a little. So I was, at that point, I was just like, like, wow, this is really happening. Like, I can't believe it. Like, hopefully we can, like, get things moving and hopefully we can get back on the field at some point. But like just hearing the news, whether or not it was through Twitter or from coach, it still hurt me. Um, Cause I just felt like that team was just different from all the others. And I felt that we can go pretty far with this. So. Oh, for me, oh, you go try uh, well, for uh, me, like, we had worked so hard over, like, the summer, leading into winter and then spring. And, like, the guys put in a lot of work. And uh, especially we had just gotten brand-new helmets, so the guys were, of course, hyped with that. And then for him to come out here saying that the season was postponed and we had to hand back our helmets, too, uh, it was pretty upsetting. Uh, yeah, for me, we had, like, a young team, and it wasn't that many seniors on the team. So... <clears throat> I thought this was going to be the year, like, we actually, like, like, proved everybody wrong. And then when coach told us to get in the circle, get on the knee, and said uh, the, that the season would be postponed, uh, everybody was really sad. And I like, cried a couple times, too, I'm not going to lie. But, yeah, like, it was very upsetting, and it really hurt. All right, well, I understand that this is a lacrosse, quote-unquote, lacrosse interview, but there are also a lot of things that we could talk about that aren't just lacrosse-related because all of us here are seniors, Ronnie Senior, Trevor Senior, Gabe, Tim Seniors. And we found out a couple of weeks ago that our senior year was cut officially, 100% done, right? 
So can you talk about all the things that you've learned in these four years and what are some of the most important things and things that you've highlighted in these last four years? Because Bolden is a great school. There's a lot of stuff to learn. I know for a fact that I learned a lot of stuff. So just talk about some of the things that you learned in all four years. Um, honestly, I think what I learned the most is to never give up and always, always, always keep trying no matter what it is, whether it's with school, whether it's in a sport, whether it's a club, whatever it is, just never give up. Yeah, for me, um, you know, I had a lot of mentors uh, through my four years at high school, in high school, and uh, they taught me, you know, that things may get hard and they will get hard, but, you know, you got to push forward, uh, keep working hard, keep learning, and making yourself a better person every day. Uh, yeah. Same as Ronnie said, I had a couple of mentors and teachers that always pushed me to do better. And one thing they always told me was uh, value your time, your time management. And yeah. I think I really learned how to like apply myself in high school. Uh, your teachers are always there motivating you to do stuff, but like it's ultimately on you. You decide when you want to put yourself out there and especially the AP classes in the college college classes, they really get you ready for what's next, the next chapter in your life. So who are some of the te- you guys are talking about some of the mentors you had and the teachers that kind of built you up. Who are those teachers that really pushed you and elevated your experience, ability, all that type of stuff? Who are some of your favorite teachers, I guess? Yeah, so so three of my favorite were Mr. Han, Mrs. Johnston, and uh, Mr. Simonelli. You know, they really pushed me. Uh, Mr. Han was my official mentor. And Mr. Kelly, too, of course. Uh, <laughs> but, you know... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they pushed me to do better and uh, work hard every day. You only said Kelly because Kelly's here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, it was probably Miss Sessa, Miss Johnston, and Mr. Kelly because they will always bring positive energy to the table and they always pushed me to do better. And yeah. Uh, for me, uh, I would probably say. Top one would be Miss Sherman because um, she like for like the past two years, uh, she like helped me a lot with like homework and stuff and like getting me through like like all the learning curves and every basically everything that has to do with high school during junior year and um, senior year. So that's probably my top one. Uh, for me, it'd have to be my uh, robotic mentors, Mr. Elise and Mr. DeAngelis. They helped me find my passion for engineering. And, of course, you can't forget uh, Ms. Van Hazel. She always uh, finds those field trips and those opportunities for us students. Oh, and um, Ms. Drexler, too, photography teacher. She's great. And there's definitely more than, than, uh, than what we listen yeah. to. Yeah, there's definitely more. That's one thing about Bolden, that there's a lot of helping hands everywhere. You just got to find it. Like, there's, a, there's a personality for everybody. Like, if you, like, actually, I don't want to say that. But, like, there's a personality. <laughs> there's definitely a personality for everybody. If you, like, if you just look around and actually find somebody who will help you, you'll find the person that fits you. You can bounce off their energy, and you'll find that perfect fit. And they're always going to That's one thing. That's yeah. um, I would normally ask a senior what their favorite moment in high school was, like, sports career-wise. But I don't feel like that's really fair to ask you guys because you're missing out on probably one of your most important years when it comes to sports. So, you guys could give a sports answer, but I wanted to ask, what was your favorite moments in high school in general? In all these four years, it could be a sports moment. It could not be. Just what was your favorite moments or favorite experience or something? I actually have two. You guys, you guys probably know what I'm going to say, but uh, one was definitely winning Homecoming King. 
that was like a big moment for me. You know, and the whole school was there and everything. And was I just had a great time. And then uh, another one was be, uh, being moved up for the playoffs uh, freshman year. You know, there was a lot of great guys that were uh, seniors and juniors, and uh, we looked up to them. So it was cool to get to have a chance to play with them. Ronnie, was that um, homecoming king a, a bigger a bigger achievement yeah. for you? you oh, out? yeah, it was, a, it was a great achievement. I could definitely elaborate on it if you want, you know. Was it great because you beat out Yabansu for that fourth year? Or? <laughs> yeah, it was a big one. You know, he had a streak for years, and, you know, I just came in and I broke it, you know. It was, <laughs> it was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it's okay. From it's okay. Streak. <laughs> Hilarious. Like, who's next? Your moment, favorite experience, favorite. Um, honestly, I think every moment, uh, I was able to get out on the field, play with my guys. Uh, through junior year was probably my most favorite thing about high school. Um, no, just build a lot of bonds. Found out who we are, all as people, all as brothers, everything. That whole that whole junior year was just probably one of my favorites. Even though it wasn't the best, I still had an amazing time with everybody. Facts. Um, my favorite memory of high school was probably uh, ninth grade. Uh, a few freshmen moved up to varsity, and then we got in, we got a chance to put on the uniforms and go watch the game because we didn't play, but. We got to watch the games, and it was just a great experience, in my opinion. And the second, I have another one. My second favorite moment is probably 11th grade, photo one class, first time picking up the camera. And with me and Miss Miss Drexler now, uh, she helped me a lot. And it was just like a good experience to try and photography, and, and it actually worked out for me, so. Uh, I think for me, it was uh, getting moved up for football in uh, 10th grade. Uh, I got to, like, mature very, very fast and uh, learn a lot from the game and from the older players, and especially uh, playoff football for Baldwin. It's it's very different. You go from the regular season, and then all of a sudden, the beast, the new animal comes out. And uh, we lost to uh, undefeated Oceanside, but uh, it was close game. Well... I know everybody here was enjoying this senior year. I know for a fact I definitely was. I know Ronnie was running around just being Ronnie. You know? Oh, I was having a great time. <laughs> great time. <laughs> around being Ronnie. Tim, always in the library, talking to his friends, doing the stupid thing. <laughs> Gabe, <laughs> always in the library with all the, I'm like, all his friends. This <laughs> just. Gabe, say it. Gabe. Always in the pocket at all times. Trevor running around up and down the business wing. If you wanted to find Trevor and just go to one of the business rooms, you would definitely see Trevor every time. Always enjoy yourself. So how did you guys found out that your year was officially cut short? Or you could or it could be like when you found out that it was like pushed to two weeks, then pushed to another two weeks, then a month, and blah, blah, blah. How did it feel throughout that or when it officially got cut? It, it was uh, scary, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, we want we want we wanted to go back. And, you know, it kept getting pushed back. So I think deep down we knew it was like something, it was going to get canceled. But nobody wanted to really, you know, face it. Um, I'm not going to lie. I feel like everybody thought once, like, school was, like, closed for a couple of days, they got excited and stuff. But as soon as, like, time passed and, like, school was not going to open, everybody was sad and missed their friends. And we really couldn't do anything because we had to stay in the house. The quarantine just, you know, just ruined everything. So. 
Yeah, honestly, like I, I saw like the two weeks notice, and we'll see if we'd be back in two weeks. And then seeing that kept getting pushed back, it kind of, it was it was a little depressing. I'm not gonna lie, because like I didn't expect like my last my last day of being in high school would end like that. Like just like regular Friday, just leave, and then you're just not back at all um, on that next Monday. So. It was kind of weird. Um, I don't know. It just hurt a little bit. It was really. Yeah, I, think I think the suspense was was the killer because like every two weeks we were like waiting, watching uh, Governor Cuomo make the announcement that it was pushed back and back and back. Like the suspense really got to me. And like Gabe said, it's a, it was like leaving that Friday without saying goodbye to all our teachers and not getting that proper goodbye. But I think looking back at on it now seeing the numbers and how they dropped drastically, I think it was for the greater good. So I think we have that to look forward to. Well, not look forward to, but positively. Yeah. At least none of us, you know, I don't want to say none because I can't speak for a lot of people, but at least majority of, majority of us did not get infected, become sick, and bring it home to our family. So we have to give them the props for that because they did stop a prediction of what, it could have been, what could have been even worse. Yeah. But well, now we're going to do some lacrosse questions. Can somebody – actually, I'm going to ask Gabe. All right, Gabe, can you explain the positions and the roles of the people that are on the field during the cross game? Yeah. So, uh, there's three main positions. Uh, there's offense, defense, and, of course, the goalies. Uh, me, personally, I play defense. Um, Ronnie, he plays offense. Tim plays defense with me, and – Trevor, you know, that's our gatekeeper, um, our goalie. Um, and that's, yeah. There's also, Ronnie plays midi, but he could also play attack if he wanted to. Um, attack is like, the attack and midi is like the offensive side of the game. And on, as a midi, you can also play defense as well. So, so Ronnie just plays everything. Yeah, basically. Yeah, Pretty basically. Much. I can play both sides of the ball, you know? I, I might. I should have took a spot a couple years ago, but I mean, <laughs> Tyler Brown on the field. <laughs> I'm better offensively though. Okay, okay. All right. So as of last year, there was um a new coach for lacrosse who is also a guidance counselor, Mr. Clancy. How do you guys feel about the new lacrosse coach, Mr. Clancy? Uh, he, he's um, a great guy. You know, he taught us a lot. Coming in, you know, it's hard to be a new coach. You know, whole new organization. But uh, we made him feel welcomed, and he made us feel welcomed. And, you know, we just connected and made it work. And it was great. Yeah, as time went on, I feel like the bond got bigger between the team and the coach. And, like, I don't know. He's just a good guy. He was a good coach. He taught everything slowly for us so we can, like, maneuver and get used to it. And, yeah, he was always looking out for us. So that's what I could say. I think the guys were always hesitant at first, a new guy coming in trying to change things up, bring some new energy. But uh, after we kind of bonded with him, realized, like, if we do things his way and we all get on board, we could be a good team. So I think it was that trust that we needed to get, which we got over a year. Yeah, um, Coach Clancy, honestly, he's a, he's a great guy. Um, like, on and off the field, like, being a coach, especially coming to a new school, is, like, really hard because you have to, like, learn everybody you have to learn people's tendencies learn their names all of that and personally like he was 
as a guidance counselor, like, he helped me a lot with, like, when it came to choosing Mercy. Like, I used to go into his office and just talk to him constantly about, like, what we can do for the team, how can we, like, make everybody get better in their own way. And, yeah, he just taught me how to be a good leader. Uh, so who was the coach before Clancy came to school? Uh, coach Gargiulo. Yeah. Coach Gargiulo. Right, so Coach Gargiulo, right? How was the transition from being coached by Coach Gargiulo to making the almost immediate change to being coached by Clancy next year? Like, how did that – how was that? Well, we didn't spend too much time under under Gargiulo. Uh, he kind of left, I think it was like halfway through our sophomore year. Yeah. So we had Coach Hoover, and, you know, he's been there for so many years, and he's, he's a great coach. So I think it was an easy adjustment, you know, just to get into his group and, you know, and listen to him. And uh, yeah, it, was, coach. it was hard on his part, though, since he was the only coach with us. But he did push us, and we have, like, we, we like our team became connected. And, yeah. Yeah, uh, personally, uh, having having Hoover as a coach, I feel like me and Hoover, we, like, gained a great connection um, during my sophomore year because, like, he saw, like, the potential in me and he saw what I can do uh, later on in life. So uh, me and him just had a great connection and he always pushed me to do better. I think he did a great job at that. Uh, for me, it was more so uh, Coach McGee. He really helps out the goalie. And after I switched from uh, playing defense, he really took me under his wing. And uh, I remember him coming over here during the summer, once or twice a week, and we'd go out there and learn the, just the position in the game more. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm staying All right. So, um, what was the – even though you guys have spent that much time with Arduino, what was the difference between mindset, like practices and drills and stuff like that between Arduino and Clancy? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what? Can you repeat that question? <laughs> this has to get edited, bro. This has yeah, to. Yeah. <laughs> this is terrible. We gotta edit this. This is bad. Even though you, you guys, question? Yeah, I'm about to. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Even though you guys did not spend that much time with Mr. Gargiulo and you guys made that switch to Clancy, what was the difference between mindsets and practices and drills and things like that? Between Even though you guys had Hoover and McGee and stuff like that, what were the differences between mindsets of Gargiulo and Clancy? Um, in my opinion, I feel like Gargiulo was more offensive-minded. And I feel like Clancy was like more of an all-around guy. You know, he tried to put uh, a lot of work into each aspect of the game. Yeah. Um, so I, I talked to Clancy a little. Um, in, in college, he actually played defense. So, like, seeing, like, his knowledge on both offense and defense, it was just, like, I think it was great having him as a coach because he just helped everybody all around, whether it be playing defense with a – short stick or playing offense with a long pole, whatever it is. Totally agree with both of you guys. Um, yeah, like Gabe said, Coach Clancy was an all-around type of guy when it came to lacrosse. It does. And <laughs> Clancy, 
Coach Gargiulo mostly focused on offense while Coach Hoover was there, and he focused on the defense. So, like, it was just two different, like, mindsets. Yeah, as you can see, like, uh, I think for Coach Clancy, since he played defense, he understood the defensive side of the game a lot more. But uh, he was able to use that to um, build our offense around the tendencies of a defense and know the ins and outs of the game. So since I was briefly talking about mindsets between Gardulo and Clancy and just mindsets in general, I was seeing a lot of you guys on Snap, not specifically you guys, could be a couple of you guys too, but people on Snap that are a part of the lacrosse team on social media, Snap, Instagram, all that stuff, talking about you guys were planning on becoming a different beast for this season. You guys had a whole different plan for the season. You guys thought you can go far, take a lot of take a lot of people down, get a lot of wins compared to how you guys did the last couple of seasons, which weren't the, the best and weren't as expected. So what type of mindset did you guys have coming into the season to fuel that fire? Like what what made you guys think our year is the year? Well, um, we had a summer league and a winter league. So all year we were working hard, you know, we, we were creating bonds. We were working with each other, learning, our, learning each other's ins and outs. And, you know, towards the start of the season, we were able to put that together. And, you know, it was going to be a great season, but uh, unfortunately. Yeah, we was going to come in this season with the killer mentality. And, like, during winter league and summer league, uh, we just kept getting better and better. Like, even though we, like, we lost some games, like, like we could tell that we were getting better, though. And, unfortunately, we couldn't, like, show out our skills during the season because of COVID, so. Yeah. You can go good. No, you got it. Uh, I think for, for us, it really started last year. Uh, Coach Clancy came in, like we said, and uh, we really started building our uh, – team mentality the last year leading up until this year the summer league the winter league uh the weather was on our side so we actually got out a couple of days in the winter outside before the season even started and when the boys were really really working you could, you could tell that they were putting the work on the fields on the by themselves they were really working yeah um personally uh i think like all of us together since we all we're growing up together since freshman year. We've all been working together constantly, and we just knew, like, what all of us like to do, how we all played, and we just kept going up together and not literally nonstop. We all did everything together. When it came to winter league, we found, like, whatever we can do. If someone needed a ride, we got each other there. Um, and we all just, like, had to turn into, like, the leaders of this group to become like what we really wanted to become and to like, it sucks. Like the winter league, like we knew, we saw like all of us were doing good. We all um, had like the same mindset and too bad we couldn't come out and actually show what we could do out on the big platform with like against all the other bigger teams with having an actual record and all that, all the good teams. We, we were just ready. I know you guys, like I said earlier, you guys haven't had the best success. Not even just you guys, but just Bolden in general haven't had the best success when it comes to lacrosse in the last couple of years. But I know that last year you guys put up a little tough competition, and there's definitely people that you guys wanted to show out against this year or that you had little rivalries against or whatever the case is. So can you talk about some of the teams that you possibly wanted to play or you were most expecting to play them and wanted a little revenge or something like that for this year? 
I think we had Freeport on our uh, schedule this year. And, you know, that's always a rivalry game, you know. Mm-hmm. Two, two yeah. neighboring, neighboring towns, and, you know, you always want to get back at them and win that game. Yeah, and also uh, Uniondale for me because they haven't been us in a couple of years, so I just want to like, do that again the last time. Yeah, uh, I think for me, uh, one of our bigger teams that we usually play that's probably like at the top of Long Island was Massapequa, but uh, we couldn't play them this year for whatever reason. Uh, so after that, definitely Farmingdale because that's one of the top teams that um, like everybody looks at when it comes to lacrosse, especially on Long Island. So I feel like if we were able to play against them, we would have been able to show out um, what we could have done. I'd have to say, like, East Meadow and Hicksville. Uh, Coach always stressed, even in, uh, like, our summer league and stuff like that, he always stressed that these are the games that we have to take to move, our, move up our chances to make the playoffs and stuff like that. So I feel like those were the games that were most important. Um, unfortunately, you guys won't be able to show off that killer instinct that you guys have been building up from the winter and summer and things like that. But I just wanted to ask, like, who are some of the, the hardest workers that you think that are in, like, 11th grade or maybe 10th grade that are up? I'm not sure. But who are some of the hardest workers under you guys for next year? Definitely. Season? Yeah, definitely Isaiah Bell and uh, Nick Shiro. Those are my boys right there. And, you know, they've, they've been working hard with us. And, you know, they yeah, definitely uh, big places. And Darren Rodney, too, as well. Defense, you know, the carrying, so. Yeah, honestly, Darren – Isaiah, Darren, and Nick, personally, for me, like, I've worked with all of them, uh, whether it's, like, doing one-on-ones with Nick or getting out and doing footwork drills with um, Darren and um, Isaiah. So, yeah. All right, so I think – Oh, wait, I was gonna add EJ Bell. I was gonna add EJ Bell. Bell, uh, like me, he switched to the goalie position, and uh, he's been working. I know he's been training with some of the uh, college uh, goaltenders and stuff like that. So he's been working as well. So have you guys talked to any of the people, um, like Isaiah Bell and Nick and stuff like that? Have you told them that next year they really have to apply themselves and make up for what you guys could experience? All the time. All the time. We always get. Whenever we like text in our group chat, like I know when it when it first happened, and we all figured that the season was gonna be over. Like we told them, like yo, like you guys gotta do this for us next year. You guys gotta show out, make things better for Bolden Lacrosse. Yeah, I reached out to a few of them personally. You know, I said, you know, you have to do what we couldn't do. You have to have a great season. You have to keep pushing hard and get get motivated to win games and be a team. I know for Nick, he, uh, he had gotten hurt right before the season started. And I think for him, it's going to be, like, personal. And uh, the bounce back is going to be crazy. Tim. Tim. Oh. Oh. Tim. Oh. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I was confused. Sorry. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, uh, what was the question again? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry. Yeah, I, just zoned, I zoned out. I zoned out. Oh, <laughs> Oh my god! Are there any- what do you? What noises? <laughs> Hello, like this has to get edited. <laughs> Tim, are you serious, bro? Bro, I'm sorry, bro. I, I just. Oh my god! Huh? Like, what's going on? Yeah, that can. Yeah. I just <laughs> has to get robbed over here, bro. What? 
Uh, yes, I recently spoke to Isaiah Bell, went over to his house, talked to his mom, and I just told him, like, one-on-one that he has to make up for what we couldn't do. And I know he's going to do good because he's always wanted this chance to show out, and it's going to be like his team, him, Nick's, Darren, Juan's team. So I want them yeah. to do, like, 110% every game. Yeah, like I said before, I reached out to a few of them. And, you know, I told them, you know, you have to – you really have to make up for what we couldn't have, you know. And now they realize, I think, you know, that it hurts to lose a season. And, you know, they're going to appreciate every moment next year. Unfortunately, as we, I mean, obviously know what we're here for right now and everything, you guys couldn't play out your final season. So I just wanted to ask, what are you guys going to miss most about not playing your season season? I'm definitely going to miss the camaraderie. The brotherhood, you know, I, I made lifelong friends here playing lacrosse yeah. and Baldwin, and, you know, I'm definitely going to miss that. But hopefully we get the chance to play again. Yeah, I'm going to miss going to miss my teammates, going to miss the games, going to miss the bus rides. It's just, I don't know, it's just sad. It's not fair. Yeah, um, honestly, going to practice and getting better with each other every day. Uh you know, going out there, playing against good competition, I think that's what I'm probably going to miss the most. Uh, just being able to show out and show what we can do, prove people wrong. I think I'm going to miss putting on that uh, uniform, wearing ball going across my chest, across my chest, because uh, I never would have thought that, like, the last game I played would have been my football game. I really thought I had another season with the Bruins, and uh, we can't forget about the uh, dinners before every home game. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The brownies? Oh, man. Oh, the my God. The pasta. Meatballs. Don't get me started on the Watts brownies. <laughs> are Just different. amazing. They are different. All right, but pretty much, guys, I'm out of questions. I don't have too much left to say. But we are in quarantine right now still, unfortunately. Coronavirus still going around. There's protests everywhere. You know, the world is going haywire right now. I don't want to talk too much about the um, protests or anything like that. You know, controversial topic. I'd much rather stay away from that. But we can't talk about the coronavirus. So do you guys have a final statement or a final um, thing you want to say to the people about the coronavirus and quarantine and hopefully get us out of here earlier? Oh, yeah. Um, definitely Corona K. Uh, quarantine <laughs> <straight> up. <laughs> Yeah, stay inside, wear your mask, social distancing. That's all I got to say. Things will get better, and the best is yet to come. Stay safe, wear your mask, follow the guidelines, and uh, life will go on. Take it one day at a time, and it will get better. Yeah, also, also, um, time heals all wounds. Time heals all wounds. I got that tatted on me. Me and my sister got matching tattoos. Time heals all Yes, but nice. you just gotta let time do its thing and just keep moving forward. This guy's a speaker, yes, sir. Thank you guys. Okay. Thank you guys for coming out, talking to me. 
uh, having Kelly in our presence, Yalbon Sue in our presence, having a little discussion, man to man to man to man to man, you know what I'm saying? Yes, as on being the thirty, on being on the thirty third. That was another fantastic interview, Tyler. You did a thank great you. job, Tarani, Trevor, Gabe, and Timothy. Thank you, thank you yeah, guys thank for you. joining the show thank despite you, the current guys. circumstances. I hope all four of you, as well as your families, are doing safe. That's and it. I know you guys are going to do amazing things at the next level, both academically and athletically. For all the listeners out there, that brings us to the end of this episode of the Boulder Bruins Sports Podcast. Join us next week where we have Adriana Ramos, Amir Briggs, and Nicolette Torres from Girls Varsity Badminton here for an interview. I was looking forward to it. It turned out great, and you guys are going to have a great time with it. And lastly, if you guys want to host, if there's any students out there who are looking to host the Bolden Brewer Sports Podcast next year, we are scouting and we are looking for our next host or co-host you never know if you're interested dm bruins podcast on instagram or email mr kelly that is k-e-l-l-e-y-g-r at baldwinschools.org thank you for listening and we'll see you guys next week thank you for listening in on this edition of the baldwin bruins sports podcast to follow us on all streaming platforms check us out on instagram at bruins podcast join us next time for more news analysis interviews and everything baldwin sports